What kind of Vince do we want tonight? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. About ready to lose the flagship here. We are. We're going to be going into raw mode pretty soon. Welcome to the B Show. <laughs> the show that is not raw. Ah. God damn it. Yes. I am Dom. And I am Than. And we're channeling our midlife crisis, still watching early 90s syndicated professional wrestling. Yes, we are. Not network. <laughs> not this new show that's coming out. No. We're watching Saturday morning superstars. Yes, the stuff that we didn't have to get on cable. Yeah, cable. Yeah, what was that? What was that shit? I barely had cable. We had what we had. There's no way your dad paid for cable. No, you didn't pay for anything, man. We didn't have cordless phones until I was in college. Are you kidding? Your dad does not strike me as a, a cable TV payer. No, he didn't get cable until he absolutely had to. Hey, uh, Don, can you drive my son's ass back home every holiday? <laughs> sure. Sure. Just drop me off at KOP. Well, it is January 9th, 1993, but truly it's December 14th, 1992. And we are still residing at the Green Bay Expo Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Your hosts this evening are Vince McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler, and Macho Man Randy Savage. In normal gear. He's not in his <laughs> tux gear. He's actually in his wrestling stuff. And yes, it all matches. So I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> I don't know, I What's got this? divorced and I couldn't match my clothes anymore. It's, uh, just pick out anything. Who gives a shit? There's a crazy new year about 1993. I turned on Superstars and for some reason I'm watching Challenge. Yeah, right away we hit a challenge from last week to show us the budding face turn of Kamala. Yes. That's what we'll call it. Well, for uh, the last two weeks, Kamala's been kind of been treated like shit by uh, Whippleman and Kimchi uh -huh. ever since he got casketed. Yes. Like, you, you didn't listen to us, and they've been a little bit more brutal. They're not really appreciating the fact that he still doesn't know where he is, what he's supposed <laughs> to be doing, or how to pin a guy. Yeah. Keep in mind the fact that they pulled him out of the Ugandan jungle. Yeah. What made them think he would know wrestling? <laughs> like, what are they thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this guy's got doesn't, a spear. He doesn't speak the language. He's never seen professional wrestling. He'll be a good sportsman. Sure, sure. He'll listen to us. Kimchi's still scary as <laughs> The mask is, yeah, it's pretty damn scary, man. If I was a Ugandan jungleite, that mask would scare the shit out of me, I'll tell you what. They've been abusing him, and Slick, we've been wondering, what is his deal? Like, why is he... Is why he is good? he here? Why is he why, even here? Why he is he here? What is he doing besides just giving us sermons every week? So it looks like on Challenge, he was speaking up for Kamala and says, uh, you're not an animal, you're a man. And he gets uh, people to chant for him. You are a man. <laughs> you, are you are a man. 
You are a man. I'm sure Kamala knows exactly what that means because he's Ugandan. Yeah, he doesn't speak the language. He, <laughs> you know what? Slick should have gone up there with Ray Rougeau, who also can't speak English. Yeah. And <laughs> should have been like, Rrr! and Kamala's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Oh, he's got a click. He's one of the clicky guys. He's got a click it. Click it too. Yes. So that plants the seed. So we get Slick up there and he's on the dais with Ray Rougeau and, or who, I don't know if that was Ray Rougeau. That was yeah. somebody. That, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Cause yeah, he, it looks like he's been relegated to the interviewer position. Yeah. He took the place of that moron. Yeah. The, the Canadian dude. Yep. So yeah. now they got a French Canadian. So anyway, yeah. So they're up there and they have a little bit of a spat going on. So just to kind of plant the seeds of Kamala, maybe turning face here, like everybody's starting to get behind Kamala. You can feel it in the crowd. And that brings us to the beginning of Superstars for this week, January 9th. And our first match right off the bat, no opening credits or anything. Mm -mm. And we go right into the first match, which is Kamala with Harvey Whippleman and Kim Chi versus Todd Becker. Todd Becker has 27 matches to his name between the years of 89 and 96 with the ring names of, he got very original on this, Todd Baker, mm -hmm. Todd Becker, and mm -hmm. Todd Bacher. <laughs> now this isn't Todd Breaker or Brecker. No. That's no. a different dude, right? That's a different dude. Yeah. I saw his name pop out. I go, wait a minute. I don't think I've ever seen this guy, but the name is similar to another red tight. Yeah. This is a brand new red tight who really didn't go very far. Nah, this is uh, it. <laughs> this is yes, as good as this it's going to get. pretty much it. Hey, mom, matches. I'm on TV. <laughs> exactly. Although he does look like a mini Kenny Powers. I will say that. <laughs> the best part of this Kamala match, first of all, Kamala's wrestling very differently. There's wrestling moves. Yes. He's not just violently assaulting the guy. Mm -hmm. And kimchi is being a real asshole. Yeah. Like kimchi's pushing yeah. him around. He's slapping him around. Whippleman's pointing and smacking. Yeah. They're just giving them bad treatment. And even when they're by the ring on the side, they're, you know, slapping the mat like really hard and just kind of poking and prodding, trying to get under Kamala's skin a little bit. So planting more seeds. Our, our red tight is wearing knee length biker shorts. Yeah. Like capri pants or something like that. <laughs> With neon fermatas on them. Yeah. Man capris. <laughs> yeah. That's what those are. Man, man capri tights. Yeah. They're compression. They're like man spanks. They're spunks. Yeah. And he's got the, the full length wrestling boots on with the knee pads and then calves exposed. That's a weird look. It is a very weird look. Now that I look at it a little, you know, I didn't even think about that. Like with, with the calves exposed, that looks very strange. Yes. Well, Kamal's doing his best kicking his ass. Uh, he almost immediately goes for the belly pin. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And kimchi is just furious. He's like, <laughs> how many times do I have to tell you? Yes, he and Whippleman get very, very angry during this whole thing. It's all story. This, See, this is what I love. This is, this is absolutely what I love because this is not about the wrestling match, this mm. particular thing. This is all about the story of kimchi and Whippleman and Kamala and Slick even getting involved there. And Lawler's feeding the flames there and saying like Kamala needs harsh treatment from Whippleman and kimchi. So you, you can also kind of get that whole angle of it with the heel of Jerry Lawler going against what kimchi is doing. So it's even furthering Kamala becoming a face. It's not like Kamala's not trying. First of all, 
he kills every red tight he ever gets in the ring with. Yes, he does. I don't know what Kimchi's problem is. Yeah. This guy's going to murder somebody. <laughs> He's going to win. <laughs> yes. It might not be the way that you want it to, but yeah. he will win. He's only lost to The Undertaker in a fucking casket match. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what else do you want from the guy? <laughs> yeah, that's his only loss right now. A match that was designed for The Undertaker to win. What do you expect? He's doing fine. They get to the final pin. Of course, he does it backwards. And then he just sure. holds on to the Red Tight's leg. Yeah. And the beauty of the, the story behind Kamala is that the ref counts to three. There's a bell. And Kamala just keeps on holding the leg because he has no <laughs> idea why this guy is counting, what the bell signifies. He's just like, if I hold this guy in this position, Kim Chi won't beat me. So yeah. I'll just do this for a while. Yeah. I seem to not be getting hurt by my captors. I, I put that in my notes here. I was like, what used to be a comedic thing, mm -hmm. which we would laugh hysterically over, the fact that Kim Chi would try and pin him while he was on his belly and hold his leg up has now become a plot point right. for why Kimchi and Whippleman are getting so upset with him. And I love it. Yeah, because the pins made, Kamala won the match. Yeah. What the hell do you want from the guys? <laughs> and they're still upset. You didn't pin him right the first time? The dude yeah. is dead. Fatality. We got a lot of after the match meats and cheeses. Yeah, lots of charcuterie going lots on. Lots of charcuterie going on. With Whippleman and Kimchi yelling at him, pushing him around, shoving him around. Kimchi shoves him a few times, and you know, Whippleman's pointing the finger. And then we see Slick run down to try and defend Kamala. He gets in the middle of everybody, to which Kimchi decks him. <laughs> yeah, Kimchi's like, <laughs> one of us is a wrestler. You're not <laughs> it. You just got knocked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the greatest thing in the world, because Kamala sees, you know, poor Slick on the ground and he realizes that Slick was like the only guy who's ever been nice to him. At this <laughs> point, yeah. yeah. Every opponent's tried to beat him up. So all yeah. these red tights are attacking him. He doesn't understand why. Yeah. His two friends have been slapping him around. And yeah. here comes Slick, the only guy who's actually not hit him, goes down and then Kamala starts like tapping his tummy. Yeah, oh, that was my favorite part. He's like, he's like, oh, now you did it. Now you did it right now. I'm coming after you. Yeah. I was oh. like, you go, Kamala. Yes. Slap <laughs> that tummy. And, and then it was over. Kimchi just gets uh, knocked outside mm -hmm. the ring, which Kimchi does a very good job of lifting himself up and throwing himself over yes. the top. That yes. Yes. Nice over the him. top, bro. Good, good jump there. Good jump. Whippleman, who can't take a bump, just runs for his life. Yep. And Kamala starts running, and he gets about three steps in, and he's winded. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> well, he doesn't do a lot of running in the ring. He pretty much stands still and throws wrestlers against the ropes to which they come back at him, and then he can pummel them. He can't catch his breath and just starts walking out. And then we finally get the hero shot of our announcers. We, we get the macho Vince and Lawler shot, and they're in the studio. This is a green screen. Can we move the camera so that macho's in frame <laughs> yeah he's just off to the side a little bit maybe vince thought his outfit was a little bit loud even though it's the black and white but there's there's a lot still going on there macho's half out of frame lawler's got an extra like person <laughs> on his side center the goddamn camera yeah that would have been way too easy <laughs> well welcome to the show after <laughs> all that and we're gonna see a few different people in action this week we will see the steiner brothers debut on superstars can't wait yeah we're gonna see the undertaker in action as well as bam bam bigelow yes uh good show lineup this is yeah, the one we're looking forward one. to 
Yeah. And it did not disappoint. Oh, you know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Not a bad show. That's right. <laughs> not a bad show. Well, from the pages of a brand new WWF magazine with now Mr. Perfect smiling, face mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. The perfect face is on yes. the cover. The perfect face. And just like always, I take the screenshot so I can look down what's in this month's uh, edition of WWF magazine. Not a lot of fun on this one, but you know, it is worth a mention. We've got Mr. Perfect, a triumphant return to the ring. Right. We've got Survivor Series results, the wildest action and exclusive photos. Which is great because Survivor Series is Thanksgiving and this is the February edition. This was the only one that made me go a little, hmm, Razor Ramon, machismo on the mat. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, if he's, if he's, he's always oozing machismo. So I just, you know, see like a dripping mat at the end of his, yeah. if that's what they're going for. My question is who's Matt? That's, Matt's not a very happy man right now. Or maybe he is. Maybe he is. Could like that thing. The final one is the Royal Rumble. We preview January's hottest event. Yes. In a February magazine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be out before. Yeah, the magazines were always post-dated, so I'd get the February and January. Well, that's uh, when I first looked it up, because I looked up, you know, January WWF magazine, 1993. And of course, it was the one with Undertaker and Nails on the cover. Right. So I was like, oh, it must be the February edition. Yes. We have a brand new merch catalog, mm-hmm. but all they show is this very ugly splatter paint Bret Hart t-shirt. Yeah, not too much going on. The, the front cover is something to be desired there, too. Yeah, it's very, it was very slapped together. That was something that looks like a flyer that I would have made for some event that I was putting up in high school. And they were probably like, thought they were gods. Like, have you seen Microsoft Publisher? <laughs> Holy shit. Look what you could do. Look at Yeah. They were probably like really impressed with it. Mean Jeans here with his Shipley private school tie. Yes. The blue and the green stripes. Smart looking. Pushing the new show, WWF Mania, where last week we heard was going to feature a interview with Owen Hart that goes bad. Luckily, Mm. we didn't have to watch WWF (laughs) Mania because they're going to just show it to us. So they launched Mania basically at the same time that they launched Raw, which I did not know because I had never heard of Mania. Was Mania, what was that bullshit show they ran? Body Stars. Uh, Body Stars. Was it a replacement for Body Stars? I guess it could have been. Yeah. Was USA like, yo, it's a show. Yeah, there must have been something going on there because I don't think Mania lasted very long. I have it. All right. Okay. WWF Mania is a professional wrestling program that was produced by the World Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. It aired Saturday mornings on the USA Network for three years. Okay. And summarized the weekly events of WWF programming. Okay, so there weren't any actual matches. It had one show-exclusive match. Okay. For the first year of its run. So it had one thing you couldn't see anywhere else, and the rest was a recap show, apparently. Yeah. And I guess what we couldn't see anywhere else, except we're seeing it now, is the Ray Rougeau-Owen Hart interview. Exclusive of Owen Hart and his B-levelness. This is such a shame. It it makes sense because you kind of knew that he was going to get attacked, not because we know it from last week, but even if you knew nothing about this, you have to ask yourself, why are they interviewing Owen Hart? Because he's not really, at this point in his career, he's not really a top-level guy. This is like when they interview the celebrity who's not quite famous, but Mm -hmm. asks him, so, you were in Fight Club. What was Brad Pitt like? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. Tell me about your more famous brother. More famous, more talented brother that is WWF champion right now. Because he gets oh, about yeah. three seconds of, yeah, we're doing great with Coco and yeah. everything's really going well. Yeah. And yeah. Ray Ruggiero's like, yeah, that's nice. Tell us about Brett. Yeah. He gets through the nonsensical part of his interview with Ray Rougeau, and here comes Razor Ramon out of nowhere to kick the shit out of him. Yeah, I, I really learned how to wrestle in, in the dungeon. I couldn't wrestle my dad. He was too tough. I wrestled yeah, my yeah. other brothers. And then Razor comes in with this weak-ass clothesline and <laughs> goes, did your dad teach you that one? And finally, so hard, I was like, yeah, it's a clothesline. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's the first thing. You went off the back of the chair, ouch, <laughs> and there just happens to be a metal tra- trash can behind you yes which uh little known fact this gave birth to ecws paul Heyman's like holy shit this could base a whole federation <laughs> hitting a mother- <laughs> with a trash can of course it's got money all over it exactly yeah so razor kicks his ass owen is just like making this wheezing choking noise which i thought yeah. was funny like yeah <sighs> Oh, as uh, he's getting choked out by razor there razor's the only one dressed for a fight he's in his wrestling gear Mm-hmm. Owen, Owen is in his, uh, you mentioned it last week, his the, uh, purple Zumba pants. Yeah, the purple Zumba pants with the windbreaker jacket. Yeah. Purple, purple and white windbreaker jacket. God, could he be any more 90s? That's very early 90s wrestler. It was like the wrestler gear outside of the ring. You wear your Zubaz pants and your windbreaker. Yeah, we have this Owen Hart attacked. And luckily for all of us, Jack Tunney has put Sergeant Slaughter in charge. <laughs> So none of this would ever happen. No, it's ever. He's doing a uh, stand-up job there. Has he actually done anything? He stood in the in the aisle (laughs) when he was first announced. Like I think it was like that first week he came out and like stood in the aisle, like he was overseeing a match or something like that. That's the last we ever saw him. I think they're gonna get the guy from Scrubs in bad suspenders acting like an HR guy with mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter and he's gonna be like, So what is it that you think you do here? <laughs> what what would you say you do here? What the hell is wrong with you people? So out of that we get a couple of quick little promos. One from Razor, who is being very sarcastic. Saying, you know, oh, Hitman, you're upset. It's personal now. Like, very sarcastic. Saying, I kicked the shit out of Owen, and guess what? You're next. Flick the toothpick. This guy, he's been in nothing but main events since he got here. He didn't debut until after SummerSlam, right? Yep. And since then, he was the main event of Survivor Series, main event of uh, Rumble, and this is back when there wasn't that many shows. He's been top guy for quite a while now. Yeah. We then get a... Quick little promo from Brett as well, kind of the, on the same lines as last week's, you know, after we saw the initial attack on Owen, uh, then we saw a quick promo from Brett, but this is the the same idea. I like how he calls him Chico. That was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throwing a little bit back at him. And he says, you know, he may be a technical wrestler, but he's also a tough fighter and he will pound the daylights out of Razor Ramon. Okay. So... I guess we'll see. Hey, as I said, when Scott Hall passed away, Bret Hart mentioned this match. So looks to be a good one. Razor didn't have many bad matches if he was, you know, in good condition. Yeah. We have Butch Banks Mm -hmm. and Rock Werner are our red tights in here. Yes, which I will refer to as Mullet Club. It is the Mullet Club. (laughs) Oh, what a great faction that would have been in 1993. Mullet Mullet Club. 
I know. Hockey hair for everyone. Well, Butch Banks has a little bit going for him. He still goes by and has a website named after himself as Hardcore Craig. Okay. You can go to www.hardcorecraig.com and you can find him there. He also went by Wave Rider Craig. Okay. I can see that. He looks so furry. If the one I think is Butch Banks is Butch Banks. Yeah. And then also Flying Tiger 2. Which sounds like just a, a bad kung fu movie. Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. a great title for a kung fu movie. Yeah. So, is which one's Butch? Is he the one with the tattoo in the purple? Or hold on, I gotta get up to it. I gotta get. They up don't. To it. They don't mention it because they're just sacrificial lambs. So Butch is because the one in more wrestling the... shape is the guy in red. I, I will say, I think it's him. See, it's hard to tell because like the the hardcore Craig site, he's like completely bald now. Oh, now he has a skullet. Yeah, I'm um, getting past the commercials here because I, I still have commercials on my cock. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 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 seen by so many. There it is. <laughs> you can advertise. <laughs> I advertise. It's an influencer. Here we go. Well, anyway. Dan's um, cock is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace. Oh, no. ExpressVPN. If you want to see Than's <laughs> cock and no, not, not get done. spam. Duck, duck, go. Duck. Yeah. I'm going to say if they show him we're a little bit closer, I think it is the guy in the red. Okay. Is is Butch Banks. Yeah, I think that's correct. We then also have Rock Werner, who had a lot less going for him. 18 matches between 91 and 96. Went by Mark Warner and Rock Wagner or some other aliases that he used in his time. Look at Mike McGurk. She looks like she is in her late 50s. <laughs> In in the ring right now, and uh, again, why why do we have Mike McGurk? I guess we haven't left this arena, so we'll probably have her for the for yeah, these four weeks. I'm, uh, yeah, that must be it. She must have been in the area for this one, so she's doing superstars. She point. is 67 now. So, wow. Yeah, and this was 30 years ago. This so was 30 she was years ago. She was 37, 37 and looks not 37. <laughs> Spouse, you ready for this one? Okay. B. Brian Blair. Ah, look at oh. that. Divorced, but uh, she was uh, married to B. Brian Blair. How about that? She looks much, much younger now. They have her caked with whatever television yeah. makeup they have and her gigantic late 80s, early 90s hair. Oh, yeah. She looks much better today. Here comes death for our red tights. <laughs> yeah, here come the Steiners coming down to the, I'm assuming that's the uh, Michigan fight song. Midi style. It's Michigan MIDI in full effect. Not a real instrument to be heard. (laughs) They're in their varsity jackets. I kind of remember Mm -hmm. this gimmick. I didn't like at the time, but I like it now. The wrestling headgear. Oh, yeah. Rick Steiner. Yeah, Rick Steiner always wore the the headgear. Yeah. Uh, Scott Steiner, almost unrecognizable. At this point, yeah. You have to squint to see Big Papa Pump. Yeah, he, he probably one of the most changed wrestlers throughout his career. You've heard like Haku, everybody was scared to death of Haku. Like Haku mm-hmm. would kill you yeah. if you pissed yeah. him off. Apparently the Steiners, you did not want to wrestle. They would hurt you. And looking at this match with that point of view. I believe it. And watching the first suplex. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would not want to face the Steiners. Yeah. The Scott Steiner does the one where he like picks him up and almost does like a Samoan drop off the top rope. And it did not look pretty. Everything looked like Oof. it hurt. 
Like and then everything looked real because I bet it was. Rick takes uh, Rock up to the the top rope and does like a kind of like a suplex, but it's like a belly to belly suplex. And it almost looks like when they both fall back, he lands on Rock's head. Like Rock's head is underneath him. It looks like it hurts a lot. Yeah. I thought we were going to like have one of those hold the guy up forever suplexes. Mm-hmm. But Scott Steiner just runs the red tight into the turnbuckle, not caring where he hits, like his tailbone crushes the top turnbuckle. And I was like, he's going to be able to sit down forever. Yeah, he does the the tilt-a-whirl. It's not really a backbreaker, but like spins him around and just throws him to the ground. Rock just gets the shit beat out of him in this match. We have a picture and a picture of the Steiners. Mm-hmm. calling out the Beverly brothers. So just the way they placed are the good guys. But if you watch this match, knowing nothing else, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that this is a heel team? Oh, yeah. They just mercilessly beat the shit out of these <laughs> poor red tights. The red tights crawling to his partner. And Scott Steiner grabs the red tights hand and tags his partner in so he could beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> That's all they wanted to do. They intimidate him out of the ring. And like, what makes these dudes' faces... Other than the fact that they're wearing rainbow tights. Yeah, I think that's it. Just the the early 90s sort of rocker-esque tights that they're wearing with their neons. The head shrinkers look more like faces, and they eat a guy. Yeah. It looked like when uh, Scott Steiner goes for the Frankensteiner, it looks like the rock kind of like, like the timing was off on it. Does it look like Steiner lands on his own head? Yeah, he lands on his own head, basically. Because I think what happened was he throws Rock against the ropes to come off and Rock turns around and just kind of waits for Scott to like lift his legs up in the air mm-hmm. so he can grab him. But he doesn't get there in time. <laughs> it just looks like Scott Snyder just falls on his head. It was, it was very poorly done. They do more high-flying lucha shit than high energy does. And they're twice the size. Yeah. Basically, the Rockers but jacked. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. ridiculous what they can do. I was all for the Steiners. As they're oh, yeah. like LOD with talent. Yeah. I, I actually had a note in here that kind of alluded to Legion of Doom because I, at one point, I think the King says that the Steiner refers to the Beverly brothers as the Beverly sisters. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a, that's a little close to the Legion of Sissies line that was going around last summer. I think the Beverly brothers are like, this might be the end of our run. <laughs> yeah, this could be it. We're going to get paid for this Steiner match. We're going to get hurt. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to call it a career. Yeah, I think we're done after that. <laughs> I think it's it. don't hear too much after that. We'll be in the Federation without the Steiners, whatever <laughs> Federation that is. Yeah, please don't make us wrestle the Steiners it, Federation. There's this little kid after the three count that mm-hmm. has his thumbs up in his little preppy shirt. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Reputation already precedes them from WCW because as soon as they tag in Rick, everybody starts barking like a dog. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time any of these WWF guys have seen the Steiners, and they already know to bark with yeah. the dog face gremlin. Dog face gremlin, yeah. We're at the people jumping from WCW, because that place is like circling the drain at this point, to WWF. Mm-hmm. And just a few years later, it's going to reverse itself, and everybody's going to jump ship from this place as Vince looks like he's going to go out of business. Yeah. So it's really interesting that we have this influx of WCW guys that have kind of a rep. And people are like, oh, the Steiners are coming. This is the only federation I followed. I knew who the Steiners were. Yeah, you knew who the Steiners were. You knew who Ric Flair was. You knew who Lex Luger was, I would say. Yeah. I'd say the only person that I knew outside of that might have been Sting. Crack reporter Ray Rougeau. (laughs) 
He's doing all, he's doing a man's man's work. Yeah. He is, he's everywhere. He's, he is. He's got an exclusive. Uh-oh. He's going to finally interview Doink the Clown. Oh, the clown is in the aisle, laughing his ass off for no reason whatsoever. Ray Rougeau is there saying, hey, I want an interview with you. I want an exclusive with, with the yeah. clown. An exclusive with the clown. And we immediately cut the Sean Moody. <laughs> yes. So, you know, Vince says that might happen. Yes. Kind of like they did with Make-A-Wish. They have a Somalia Relief Fund fundraiser. So they got some philanthropy going on. We have everybody kind of in casual wear for this clip of <laughs> WWF supporting Somalia Relief. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about earthquakes and things like that. I was like, was there a natural disaster? And no, it was a hunger problem. Yes, it was a hunger thing. Sergeant Slaughter's there. Sergeant Slaughter's he's, there. He's doing his job. <laughs> and they got the weirdest collection of superstars. Yeah. It's like, who's in town, basically? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a, in a polo shirt. He looks like he's coming out of Abercrombie, which yeah. is very, very weird. <laughs> very strange dream, yeah. They have Papa Shango sans makeup with sunglasses and a leather duster. Slick. I didn't realize that was Shango at first. Yeah. yeah. And The Undertaker in what band is shirt t-shirt <laughs> is he wearing? I have Doesn't, no idea. No gloves. He's got sunglasses and like a misfit shirt or some such shit. I'm trying to see what that says on his shirt. And Virgil. Of course. Something box. I can't tell. Something box on his shirt with a skull and crossbones. <laughs> uh, it's covered up by the, the duster that he's got on. And they got Vince. We keep on hearing like, no one knew he owned the company. He yeah. was just a uh, announcer, but Vince is always front and center on all these things. So. Sure. But they blocked out the phone number. So apparently the hunger has been solved in Somalia because we can't call anymore. Easy to miss because he's so friggin' boring. Bob Backlund is there. He's a wisp in the wind. <laughs> like, oh, and there's Backlund. Yes. <laughs> You got a voodoo priest, you got a dead zombie, <laughs> yeah. you got a reverend, you got a guy with a two by four and, uh, and Bob Backlund. And Bob Backlund, who has no gimmick whatsoever. Yes. He's just the all American man's man. Weird that they blur out the phone number so people don't yeah. call it and try to donate, but they did not bleep Sean Mooney giving out saying the number. It, saying the number. Yes, I just noticed that on the closed caption. Hey, there's the number we can yeah. call. 1-800-842-2200. No, no, give it away. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 555. <laughs> we have some promos for the Rumble. First up is uh, the Million Dollar Man delivering the exact same promo he gave with IRS without mm -hmm. him. Yeah, pretty much. He's just saying, you know, quick Royal Rumble plug. If IRS and he are the last two, it is business as usual. It doesn't matter who wins because it all comes back to Money Incorporated. Yeah, he's got the right attitude. I like it. I yeah. like that. We get Savage and Savage is hearing voices, but he's not paranoid. <laughs> I think you're paranoid if you're hearing voices. I'm sorry, oh. Savage. It's something really goofy yeah. that he said here too. Oh yeah. So that he's like friends are enemies and enemies are friends and enemies are enemies and friends are friends. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> God of my high. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, he's in the outfit that he's uh, doing the broadcasting in. So he must've recorded this promo yeah. while he was doing the, the same day. Probably. One thing I heard watching this, like on a modern television with decent speakers and not my 20 inch CRT television <laughs> with its one speaker built into a cabinet. You can hear them 
recording other promos while they're recording this promo. There's so much leak in this studio. Oh, wow. You can hear someone else cutting a rumble promo while Macho and DiBiase are cutting theirs. Like, there's huh. no soundproofing. That's funny. What skyline does this rumble skyline look like? I'd say that looks like Philly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I saw that. That's like, a Philly skyline right there. Liberty One. Front yeah. and center. How about that? That's not Sacramento. No. <laughs> you are totally wrong, sir. Bobby the Brain's back talking about uh, Narcissus, 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 better than perfect, Narcissus, yes. greater than perfect. Yes. What can, what can we make that's more perfect than perfect? I know, Narcissus. That's what we're going to call him. And he's he's just, he's not even out of this world, Then He's out of this galaxy. He is, he is not of this world. <laughs> it's like comparing ice cream to horse manure. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you would compare those two things in the first place. <laughs> this is a long running background story because you're going to have the first opponent really be perfect and mm -hmm. Lex Luger put it pitted against each other at WrestleMania. Fast mm -hmm. forward a year, you have that double rumble ending where Lex and Hart fall out of the uh, ring at the same time. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And perfect ends up screwing Lex out of his title shot as a referee so from wrestlemania to wrestlemania they, they keep this feud going that's pretty good oh god holy mama on tv he has <laughs> a s'more as an emblem on his outfit this red tight yes a so leather jacket got, there, there's so much going on here so this is uh george petrovsky also known as the russian brute Yes, he kind of looks like he could pull off the evil foreigner gimmick. Yes, 33 matches to his name, but get this, between 1988 and 2013. Wow, 13 times? Th 33 times. Oh, 33 he, times. I'm sure he had many more uh, matches than that, but that was George's claim to fame. The old-timey piano kicks up. Mm -hmm. which oh my goodness. in its B section hits like a BB King riff. What am I listening to? It's like old timey bar piano followed yeah. by the blues. Yeah. So here comes Lance Cassidy in what would be his final match. Is this it? This is it because apparently uh, I found out that he actually, by the time this airs, he'd already quit the company. No kidding. Yeah. So this will be his last match on Superstars. Which allows, you know, Vince basically is just kind of talking over this, talking more Royal Rumble stuff. Um, well, that was my notes. Like, he spends the entire match talking about Doink. Yeah, talks about Doink and Rumble because, yeah, he figured there's no reason to push Lance Cassidy because he's not around anymore. He tried so hard, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is about these three or four years, but he's like, the Texas tornado. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Kerry Von Eric flakes on him and, and ends in a bad way. And then, all right, Lance Cassidy's a cowboy. <laughs> we need the cowboy. And yeah. then Lance craps out. And then f the smoking guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a cowboy. God There's damn it. There's going to be a cowboy in there somewhere. Somebody's got to take off. This is red tight. Such a tryhard. Like, oh, yeah. He, he's so into it. He looks like uh, Walter, Walter, Walter Gunther. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, he's he actually, yeah, as I said, he, he wrestled for quite a while. So he has a, a lot of, ex this is very early in his career, obviously, but had a, has a lot of experience under his belt. So I felt like this particular match, you know, especially since he was a bigger guy yeah. than Lance Cassidy was, this was a, a good kind of back and forth. Rare you see a red tight that's bigger 
you know, a, a huge mm-hmm. guy because you want yeah. your, your superstars to look enormous compared to the average schmo they're going to throw around. This dude sure. is like seven foot 12. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah he's looks like he's dude. 330. Like, I, think he, I think it was, he was marked at like 350 on the page that I he's saw. He's huge. Like yeah. his first move, he actually gets all, he gets some offense on Lance to start and he picks him up, yeah. throws him into the turnbuckle, turns to the crowd with his arms up. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Russian brute. All right. <laughs> it is Rusev day. <laughs> I was like, he has more upside than Lance. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's, H- he's higher than this guy. Yeah. Well, they try to push it as, you know, Lance is the quicker, faster, more agile wrestler. And as we have learned in the past, that large people equal dumb. So Lance is the the smarter of the, the two. Lance gives him a standing drop kick and he goes way right over the top rope. This guy yep. can sell. Yeah. M- more Russian dude. Yeah. Less yeah. Lance. This guy should have been like, like not a red tight. Yeah. All right. If you just press pause, you've seen superstars today. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. seen the Steiners kick the ass of two mullet guys. Mm-hmm. You saw Ugandan giant kick the ass of another mullet guy. And yep. now you're watching this part. Yeah. Who would you think is the red tight? I'd totally go with Lance, Lance Cassidy, Cassidy is the red tight. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a Bond villain, this the only part I would say is he's got to work on getting his underwear to not stick out of the bottom of his trunk. I was just going to say that his, <laughs> his junk just keeps on popping out of his, yeah. his singlet. Yeah, he's got the he's got the blue tidy blueies on underneath there. Not working too well. Yeah, keep your Russian hammer where it belongs. Yeah, everything else is working though. The guy can sell and he and he can give off some good offense too. They should have signed this dude. Yeah, sign this guy. I mean, who's the Undertaker gonna fight soon? Elegante? Fuck that. Yeah, right. Forgot that's that's who Undertaker fights in WrestleMania Nine. I guess the Berlin Wall fell and like oh, I can't really do anything with the Russian guy anymore. I mean, yeah. I remember when they turned Nikolai Volkov good. Yeah, that didn't work too well. Uh, I do like Lance's finisher. I'm a sucker for the bulldog. I thought that was an awesome move. The way that he administers it too is kind of he throws the guy into the the uh, turnbuckle to which he sort of bounces off and then just Lance comes up from behind and grabs him for the bulldog and takes him down. It's yeah, a weird running cool. bulldog because it's not like Hart and Piper's bulldog where they mm-hmm. grab the guy's head and run with it and then drop. Yeah. It's like the guy's standing and Lance is running and then grabs his head and runs it in. Yeah. Lance, it's your only good saving grace there. We will never, ever see you again. Nope, that's it. That is it for Lance. You're done. Available this Tuesday. Always be closing. Always be closing. Get your copy of WWF Magazine. Yes. Vince makes it perfectly clear that Perfect is on the cover. Brett versus Michaels. A truly titanic struggle is the banner up at the top of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These guys are like destined to fight each other. It's like, I know, right? It's like uh, Neo and Mr. Smith. <laughs> Ray Rougeau's up on the dais and he welcomes the clown out for an interview so i guess uh he's part of the federation now (laughs) (laughs) the cloud showed up showed up one day in the aisle started making fun of people it's like oh i guess we better sign this guy yeah fitz is like who the f's been booking (laughs) this guy's travel yeah (laughs) is he on the payroll um he comes out with his arm in a sling did that ever pay off i don't remember i I don't think it does unless it has something to do with the flower at the end i don't know i was like why is his arm in a sling they don't ever mention it as part of the interview so i'm not 
sure where he was going with that. Maybe it's, you know, something has something to do with a flower. I'm thinking that's the only thing. I remember him taking off a fake arm that was in a sling and beating the shit out of crush with it but that mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet we have the sins of the clown he has yes. tripped the boss man mm -hmm. he has slapped tatanka with a mop with a mop yes correct thought, that was actually pretty good actually. <laughs> even better was the the water bucket on Marty Jannetty. Water on Jannetty. Absolutely. The, the piece de resistance. Bob Backlund <laughs> slipping on a banana peel. Exactly. Still funny. It does not get more comedic than that. That's a winner. I'm pro doink on that one. Yeah. Which happened on Challenge. We didn't get to see that one. No, we didn't. We just saw the recap of it here. Yeah. We get a name. Yes. He finally gives us a name and his name is Doink. And Rougeau kind of goes through this whole thing of what clowns are supposed to do. Yeah. Clowns are supposed to make children laugh and people laugh and make people feel happy. Yet it feels like all you're doing is making yourself laugh. To which Doink says, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. You got me in a nutshell. Born is really great with his facial expressions because it's very hard. When you mm -hmm. have a smile painted on your face, the frown. Yeah. And he pulls it off. Like he can make that ridiculous smile look like a pout. Yeah. When Rougeau brings up Crush, he immediately changes his facial expression. But he always goes back to the laughing. Yes. Which is good. He sprays Rougeau with a flower gimmick. So that's the only reason I could think the hands in a sling. I don't know. Yeah. He grabs the sling to pump it. So mm -hmm. the pump mm -hmm. is in the sling. The pump's in the sling. There it is. Who's going to see that from any distance? Like, we got the camera right on him, and I had to rewind it to see what the mm -hmm. hell happened. If yeah. you're in this arena, everybody's an ant. You would never catch this. No. I found out that Born in coming up with this gimmick he got the gimmick after telling vince mcmahon about pranks that lonnie main i don't know who that is used to pull in portland and born i thought this was kind of funny born also said that road warrior hawk came up with an evil clown gimmick years prior so born prepared for the role by watching old episodes of batman specifically focusing on caesar romero as the joker that that makes sense it does from Behind the counter of Jersey Mike's, we have Scott Zappa, <laughs> the less successful, yeah. not so experimental jazz musician. <laughs> yes. So we've got Scott Zappa, who also went by Scotty Zappa, but now he's telling his parents that he wants to be just Scott. Yeah. <laughs> not Scotty anymore, mom. Yeah. <laughs> he went by The Mangler. No. Uh, yes. And then Sheik Ali is another one. Oh, this guy? Yeah, several matches. 71 matches to his name between the years of 92 and 2004. It's Scott Zappa, not Scotty Zappa. I'm a serious wrestler. His brother Frank is like, shut up. I'm recording. <laughs> I'm down in Joe's garage. Nobody likes my music except for really, really nerdy musicians. <laughs> Same people listen to a fish solo for 45 minutes. <laughs> and for some reason, like Pink Floyd, waiting two hours for the chord to change. <laughs> it's speaking to me, man. We get the announcers talk about the clown, and then they talk about the premiere of Monday Night Raw this Monday as The Undertaker is coming down to the ring because The Undertaker will face Damien Demento. That's not going to go well for Demento. No, it's not. It's not. Vince is like, I give up already. Go feed yeah. him the mark. That's the demise of Demento. 
right there. That'd be a cool mini series. The demise of Demento. <laughs> the demise of uh, uh, not a great Undertaker match. No, we, we barely get anything. Like play yeah. the hits, Mark. Come on, he hits him with the flying clothesline and the tombstone. This match lasts less than three minutes. Doesn't this tombstone uh, look like the dude's head kind of was a little too low? Yeah, I think maybe Mark was a little upset. I watched it again. He tucks it back. Yeah. I thought he really conked himself. He very well could have. It's amazing to see, like, Mark, like, at that age, like, how much he is, like, just aged. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's been 30 years, so, of course, but it's just... Yeah, he's probably not 30 here. Literally a lifetime has yeah. gone by between where we're looking at now and what we just saw at, like, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Which, you know, if you got an attraction who's a nostalgia guy and you spent three or four years saying, don't do anything. We know you're a basketball player. We know you can actually move, but mm -hmm. we want you just to be a slow moving zombie that no cells. A 60 year old man could pull that off <laughs> now. Like he could very easily fall back into this gimmick right now with this move set. Yeah. The way he was originally. Yeah. And do this for another five or six years because he's not doing anything. But then it, it explains a lot of his longevity because he was so slow and methodical for years. Yeah. It was, it was only, you know, more recently that he got into some of the more fast, more like dangerous stuff lying over the top. Yeah. Amish Taker-ish, Ministry of Darkness Undertaker did a little bit more shit. American Badass Undertaker did a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was able to do more of the fast stuff there. But what I'm seeing now, yeah, he could definitely pull this off to yeah. this day. I, you know, he doesn't need to. He probably got more money than he knows what to do with. And yeah, I think he's doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> After the match, Lawler gets to use his little royal magistrator and draws a nice little genie coming out of a lamp with the face of Papa Shango. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he's talking genies and he's got the lamp. And I'm like, when was Aladdin? Aladdin wasn't yet. No, it might have been. It was if this is 93. 92. Because I knew, yeah. Aladdin was in 92. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that, that was coming out there. A lot of this match was based on, you know, just showcasing The Undertaker and then hyping the match between Undertaker and Demento. So we push Raw. And then they also kind of mention a Undertaker-Shango feud. That makes sense. They were, they were buddies and they're both yeah. like dark side, wacky characters. And Yeah. I always wondered why he didn't just team with Shango. I mean, it was yeah. more natural, like the voodoo dark dude. I would put all these like weird-ass together just like <laughs> put the mento with shango and yeah, undertaker and just have a stable of dark weirdos yeah I see a budding faction right there yeah <laughs> very good we're going to announce more superstars for the rumble and we have our rumble report coming up jeans back with the royal rumble report brought to you by ico pro no longer is it for everybody who cares about their because, body no no you just got to want it. No, let's face it. You got to want it. Yeah. Which I was like, what am I looking at myself in the mirror? Just like, let's face it. I got to want it. Like, uh, <laughs> look, at, look at me. Disaster. <laughs> Help me, please. Yes, yeah, please, like a pro. Do something for this pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> God. Yeah. Which I really think McMahon was confused mm -hmm. with what was in his ring and what was watching his ring yeah oh yeah easily <laughs> like easily wbf nutritional supplements for bodybuilders <laughs> look at your target audience they're all <laughs> beer swilling slobs <laughs> sitting on couches with our potato chips yeah enjoying wrestling on a saturday morning wrestling is their fantasy they're like if i had 
effort, mm-hmm. self-respect, <laughs> time, and motivation. Yeah, yeah. I would be like that, but I don't, so. No. Uh, yeah, watch these guys. <laughs> watch other people do it for me. I feel I, so much better about myself. All our superstars are jacked. Why isn't this stuff flying off the shelves? <laughs> because your superstars get it for free. We're going to see Shawn Michaels defend his intercontinental title against Marty Jannetty. We saw that coming. New IC strap. Yeah, new IC strap. It's the light blue. Yeah, it's like we got all the ones left over from when the warrior had them with all the Mm -hmm. colors. Let's give them to Sean. Yeah. Sean, you want a warrior belt? It's it's got funky colors. They mentioned that uh, Sensational Sherry will be there, Mm -hmm. but they do not mention that she will be in Sean's corner. They just say that she will be appearing in someone's corner. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean Marty's corner either, so... <laughs> she's in a totally different match. Yeah, she's showing Sean and Marty come out, they fight each other. Sherry's nowhere to be seen. Sherry shows <laughs> up to the Razor Ramon match. Yeah, there you go. In Razor's corner. That's what I've decided. Marty has like an entire sword hanging from his ear. Yeah, it's like the one McIntyre carries to the ring hanging from his earlobe. A long earrings. I don't get that. Did you ever get your ears pierced in the 90s? No, I did no, not. I didn't either. I did not. I don't have any piercings. I don't have any yeah. tattoos. None of that stuff. Yeah, well. Sorry. Yeah, well. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. You and your sleeves. That's right. <laughs> get on my level. <laughs> so we get a, a quick little promo from Sean and Janetti. Sean saying that Janetti doesn't deserve a title shot, but he's a nice guy. He's going to give him one anyway. He hasn't really talked to Sherry, but like any other woman, Sherry will would uh, you know fall at his feet and be in his corner. So he has no qualms about that. I'm sure there will be some uh, charcuteries going on. Yes, I think we're, that. we're telegraphing Sherry going good, yeah. which would probably be the that's, that's stupid. It's horrible. Yeah. Be yeah. like Luna Vachon being a good guy. Yeah, exactly. You've heard of Few Girls, One Cup. We got 30 superstars, one ring. That's the <laughs> logo Dude. here. Yes, we do. Internet sensation that that was. Let's see what we got. We got Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. We got Tatanka. Mm-hmm. We got IRS. Oh, we have champion of yesteryear. Yes. Bob Backlund. <laughs> I'm going to be in the rumble, and I'm going to be a who's cow on a what's what. Jerry Lawler, Mr. Perfect, who cuts a promo saying uh, he is perfect. Of course he is. He's got the smile on the face of Mr. Perfect, and this is an opportunity for Mr. Perfect. Nobody else is perfect. Yes. Who's my opponent? What am I doing? I don't know. Just, I'm going to run with the same thing I've done yeah. for the last seven years. I'm yes, perfect. I'm still perfect. I'm perfect. The Million Dollar Man, which you have to freeze on this thing. If you're playing at home, it's 34 minutes, 57 <laughs> uh, seconds in. And just look at the picture of the Million Dollar Man. He looks like the Gas Monkey Garage logo. I'm, I'm waiting for it. It's coming. It looks like they shot it right at his proctology exam. Oh, yeah. He's taking one up the keister in that picture. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> too far. Too far. Uh, uh, if uh. you didn't know, he's Hawaiian. It's Crush, <laughs> and he'll be at the Rumble. Oh, uh, yay. The model, Rick Martel, is back for witness protection. He's showing up. Eventual winner, Yokozuna. Yokozuna will be there, and we get a, a quick little promo with Fuji just pretty much yelling, saying, he can't say Yokozuna. I realize that. No. He says Yokozuma. I like how Fuji's saying most of his promo in English and the subtitles just have foreign language, foreign language. <laughs> Speaking in foreign language. <laughs> the, the whole time. That's great. But it's in, it's in, it's, yeah, English. It's, That's hilarious. It's somewhat racist. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. 
Look at my Yokozuna. Yoko has his own version of Hoss. Yes, he does. He he goes, Yush. 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 Yeah, there's no Hoss. It's Yush. Mr. Fuji still with us? Is he around? I don't know. Mr. Fuji. Was. Oh, whenever you see was in the Wikipedia, you know it's yeah, bad news for Yeah, Fuji. Eight, 2016. Died uh, in 2016. Oh, well. He didn't, he didn't, uh, didn't live to see this. R.I.P. He'd be pissed off. He's like, why are they... What do you mean foreign language? I was speaking perfect English. Macho Man's in here. Papa Shango. Earthquake. Mm -hmm. Have they said Typhoon yet? I don't remember. Yes, Typhoon. Typhoon is in there. Well, he he gets he got announced this week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Berserker, Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Carlos Colon. Yeah, sure. Someone else. Who is the other Tenru? Yeah, Tenru, who apparently was in WrestleMania Seven. Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Tenru. Okay. It's going to be there. El Matador. El Matador. He cuts this uh, horrible sorry, promo sorry. later. Yeah. There's Typhoon. There we go. Both head shrinkers. Samu and Fatu, both in it. Yep. Uh, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yep. Who uh, won the first four. one, I think. Yes, he did. He did win the first one. And we get a quick little promo from Hacksaw. Great. To which he basically says he's not going to win. <laughs> He's like, oh, he's like, I may not win this, but I'm going to give you 110%, tough guy. All right, so you're not going to win. Got it. <laughs> Don't expect too much from me. I'm going to do my best, as my best is not winning. Yeah. Be lucky if I'm sober. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we get the stipulation Move. that's still there to this day that the winner will meet the champion. Don't get caught in the last-minute shuffle. Get your pay-per-view now, Dom. It's two weeks away. Such horseshit. That never worked. <laughs> you'd order it two weeks in advance. You'd be sitting mm -hmm. in front of the television, and nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. No one, no one, no one is processing that. Nope. They're on the other end of that phone, filing their nails. <laughs> I love how it was always a surprise. It was four times a year, five eventually, with the mm -hmm. King of the Ring. Yeah. But... That bill would hit my house, and my mother would be like, what the hell happened? Oh, <laughs> it was the pay-per-view. So it's a mm. surprise. And yep. in the main event, we get Razor and Brett advertised, yeah. which is uh, very cool. Yeah, some good matches coming coming our way for this, this upcoming pay-per-view. I don't remember when Hogan gets his nose into everything. I thought it was at the Rumble, but maybe not. Yep, yep. Mike McGurk is back in action, mm -hmm. and we have uh, The Undertaker's Afterbirth, <laughs> yes. who apparently spent way too much time in the tanning booth, but had a towel over his face. <laughs> I was just saying that. He's got this completely ghost yes. face, <laughs> and the rest of him is uh, Kentucky Fried. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what was going on there, but he's like the opposite of Trump. <laughs> yeah, he is. So yeah, we get Red Tyler is here, and he is facing... Bam Bam Bigelow for our main event this evening. Bam Bam comes down. I'm trying to listen to his music because his music actually sounds familiar, hmm. but I couldn't place it what it was. Because, of course, you get the Bam Bam at the beginning of it. Yeah, and the screaming and woman. Yeah. And then just like the chords that are underneath it, it's it sounds really familiar for some reason. Pause it at 3757. I'm looking and you see Bam Bam crossing in front of the not-so-titantron. Yes. And there's like a... A, a shadow of a guy to the right of the screen that is very Bruce Pritchard-esque looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, if that's him. Doing the show. Yeah. Uh, Bam Bam's got his heel thing down. Like, somebody tries to grab him, and he just, like, shakes him right off. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Tyler does not look like he's too happy with uh, the call sheet today. No, he's no. Bam, bam, coming. He's like, oh, <laughs> be the hardest fifty dollars I've ever yeah, made. Easily, easily. And showing big Bam Bam's big noggin on the not so Titan Tron as he's getting in the ring. Just uh, beats down Tyler. We get a promo, a, a picture in picture of the big boss man. Now this is confusing me because I'm assuming they have a match. Yes. At Rumble. Yes. It's not they're going to see each other in the Rumble. Well, it's kind of weird because I didn't see the advertisement. Yeah. Neither of them have been announced for the Rumble. Right. So I don't know, like, what's going on there. Like, is it a match? Is it a, is it, they're just going to see each other in the Rumble? I don't know. I'm confused on that one. When I start thinking, I, I kind of can get guess the signals. Two claps means duck under my clothesline before I mm-hmm. hit you the next time. Bam Bam like signaling for the match and like mm-hmm. throws him in the ropes, double clap, ducks. And I think we've seen that before. Yeah. I'm trying to learn the hobo code of, of <laughs> red tight on the fly wrestling. Yeah. Boss Man in his picture picture is just saying that everybody's going to find out how much of a punk Bigelow is. It's kind of weird because you have like these really big build up feuds and then the guys are instantly jobbed out because you know Boss Man's not winning this one yeah yet there was no doubt in anybody's mind that he was going over nails oh yeah so here he has this big push beating up nails and now they feed him to bigelow yeah and what have the disasters done lately besides not be anywhere nothing they aren't even like announced together as part of the rumble like they're both in the rumble but they're not really announced as like one half of the natural disasters or anything like that I don't know. We get some really wide shots of the arena from different points of view. It is so blacked out. Yeah. So, like, nobody went to the show. Yeah, I feel like this was a fairly empty one. You can see some pretty empty seats. The lights are way dim. The second level is almost completely blacked out. I don't know what to call it. The shallow end on the the right-hand side, you can only see the floor. Yeah. We're getting a little bit long in the show because the bell rings and almost nobody is running towards the apron. Yeah, it must be must be getting late in the night. Obvious plant kid at the end of the thing at 41 minutes, 14 seconds in because wearing a black sweatshirt and this giant oversized Iker Pro shirt that they draped over this poor kid. Oh, yeah. Here, put this on. We're going we're gonna to take a shot at you. <laughs> I like how Bam Bam just endlessly talks shit to Red Tyler the entire time he's beating him up. It's good stuff. Well, last stop for Mooney. Back into the event center with Mooney, and we get a little bit more rumble hype with some promos. And our first one is from El Matador. So sad. This is. It like- is. <laughs> I feel like he needs like Sarah McLaughlin next to him. Just <laughs> please give to this man. He's um, like, I really hope I'm number 29 or 30. Yeah. So I don't get beaten too hard yeah. before I get thrown out. If I'm number one, I've got my ass kicked. Yeah, exactly. I hope to be one of the last so I don't get beaten too hard. That's what I have written down here. Remember me? We go from that one into the head shrinkers to which Rikishi is picking the largest booger out of his nose, I think. Yes, and has a Samu eat it. Yeah, which is just lovely. Samu's sucking, <laughs> sucking his finger. Meanwhile, is this Afa or Sika? I can never remember uh, Afa, which. Afa, I think it's Afa. <laughs> He's like 
singing his promo like a Gregorian <laughs> chant. He says something to the effect of, we're going to party after we win. And the like, oh, head right. shrinkers are going to... I got to pull this up because I just remember his cadence as like, he sounds like a Catholic priest. Often uh-huh. looks like so drunk. Yes. this I mean, this is exactly it. I'm sitting there Saturday morning. My father probably still had to go to work. But, but, yeah. But uh, maybe he had off. And he comes down looking at his, you know, son who's putting college applications in. <laughs> watching Arthur. And he's probably just shaking his head like, oh, my God, he's such an embarrassment to me. Uh, You're an adult. <laughs> You're leave the house. You're applying for college. Not an adult. I didn't just yet, Dad. You're still watching this bullshit. Uh, just let me be. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Wait till I'm almost 50. <laughs> We're watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, showed you. Undertaker's yeah. in the house giving the same promo that he gave last week because he also did a, a rumble promo last week's. But he has vowed to bury twenty nine men and prove that there is no escape from the dark side. Paul Barry's like, we're gonna have twenty nine hearse. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> we have a parade. A mass burial? Just have him rolling down to the ring one by one. (laughs) Uh, Paul looks like he's having so much fun. He does. Promo three, we get a Bono promo. It's a Bo Blake, everybody. (laughs) A Bo Blake. Bo Bo Blake is in the house. And they are cutting a promo against the Steiners, (laughs) which is basically, hey, you guys are up and coming, but you aren't going to run over us. But guess what? We're going to lose. (laughs) We're going to lose hard. You guys are going to kick our ass. It's going to be like real honest. We had our title shot. We lost. We teamed with uh, Money Inc. and we lost. So our push is over. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're done. And that is it. That is it. Did you like the episode, Thad? I did. This was this was a good one. We got a lot in this. We found out what Slick's purpose was. Yes. We get a face turn from Kamala. We get the announcement of the IC title match, including the where will Sherry be? We get a name for the clown. Medborn doesn't really sell his name. So what's your name? He's like, doink. <laughs> he just says it real quick. Imagine that meeting. Okay, we've built this clown for seven weeks. <laughs> what did you come up with, you creative geniuses? What's the name? Boink. God damn it, what do I pay you for? Or do you think he's like, that's brilliant? Yes. I'm going on break. Yes. We get the announcement of Raw. And yeah, there's just a lot was packed into this episode. So I, th- I would say this was a good one. I agree. I thought the matches were good. The red tight yep. matches were actually good red tight matches. Mm-hmm. My red tight of the night is got to be our Russian friend. That was, yes, that was mine as well. Who beat the shit out of Lance Cassidy. Yes, the Russian brute who should have won that match. Should have won. Should have been signed by the WWF immediately. My match of the night, however, is the Steiner brothers because... Watching the Steiners is, is like is just really cool. It's like watching a Legion of Doom-sized team do rocker-style moves. Mm-hmm. How Scott Steiner was able to do a Frankensteiner, especially later when he was like so ballooned up. Oh yeah, and and they know he didn't fly around as much, but as more of a brawler at that point. But still, mm-hmm. to this day, should be called the Frankensteiner. Yeah. It's definitely a cool move. It's just got to be timed a little bit more correctly so he doesn't constantly land on the back of his neck. Because that was not the best way to debut the Frankensteiner. <laughs> no. Vince is like, oh, God, did we lose Scott? That was definitely a bad one. But yes, I too enjoyed this episode. We're, we're soon to uh, get to a pay-per-view. So next week in action, we have uh, Yokozuna, mm-hmm. followed by the Nasty Boys, 
Yes. And Crush, who is from Hawaii, if you didn't know. Yes. And uh, Razor Ramon mm -hmm. will be in the house. Plus, an interview with Shawn Michaels, which may shed some more light on the situation with Sherry, I'm sure. And we get a replay of the very beginning of the show where Kamala turns on Kimchi and Whippleman. That's to right. Finish it up. And now Kamala, good guy. Yes, Kamala, good guy. Who he always was in our eyes. I yeah, think. Kamala's never bad. Kamala's, Kamala's <laughs> shit. It was Kim Chi and, and Whippleman that were the problems. Yeah. We knew hang, that. Hanging out with a bad crowd. He was. He That's was. Right. And didn't know uh, any better. We'll see two more episodes of Superstars, and then we are into the Royal Rumble. Nice. All right. 1993. So looking forward to it. Yeah. So you know what that means. Sayonara, yes. Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has left the building. <laughs> <laughs>